Support for The Bittersweet Life comes from Clyde Hill Publishing, partner and publisher for founders, innovators, thinkers, and tinkerers. Clyde Hill works with non-traditional authors to help bring their ideas and lessons to life. Their newest title is I Had No Idea You Were Black by Ronald Crutcher. Whether navigating cancel culture at the University of Richmond, where he serves as president in the heart of the former Confederacy, or teaching Northeast liberals the true meaning of functional diversity, Dr. Crutcher offers lessons on life and leadership that none of us can afford to ignore. To learn more about Clyde Hill's services and books, visit ClydeHillPublishing.com or Clyde Hill Pub on Twitter. I'm Katie Sewell, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Tiffany Parks. Hello, and welcome to The Bittersweet Life. I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. So on Monday's episode, Katie and I talked about losing your language, whether you are losing your native language because you live so far from your home country for so long, or whether you lose an acquired language simply because you don't have a reason to practice it anymore. Make sure you listen to that episode if you haven't already. But Katie said something in that episode that really got me thinking. She told me that because of the pandemic, many languages that are already endangered are actually having their demise accelerated simply because people who speak this language aren't gathering and there's less reason for it to be spoken. This really got me thinking about endangered languages and obscure languages and I kind of fell down a rabbit hole researching them and became fascinated by just the mere fact that so many languages exist. I mean, of course, we know that so many languages exist. We've been told that. It's not just French and Spanish and Chinese and Russian and German, etc., etc. There are a seeming endless number of languages. Of course, they aren't endless, and they are sadly disappearing. But as I said, I did a little bit of research on obscure languages, and I discovered some really fascinating things, so I thought I would share them with you. First of all, the most obscure languages, at least a list that I could find, said that the absolute most obscure language is the language of Taushiro in Peru, which is spoken by only one person. It's actually very, very likely that that person is now dead because this article was a few years old. There are at least four other languages on this list that I found that are spoken by fewer than five people. Those other languages are Tenema, I'm probably pronouncing these all wrong, in the Solomon Islands, Lemerig in Vanuatu, Chamikuro, which is also spoken in Peru, and Nigerep in Nigeria. As I said, it's very possible that all of these languages have now died out, which is an incredibly sad thing. I discovered a stark statistic. One-third of the world languages have less than 1,000 native speakers. And that every two weeks, a language dies because their only living speaker dies. And that by the next century, 50 to 90% of these obscure languages 
will be gone. Now on that happy note, <laughs> let's talk about some languages that maybe aren't quite in such dire straits, but are still quite obscure. I was really surprised that there were so many languages in Spain and France that I had never really heard of, or some I had heard of, some I hadn't. Breton in Brittany, I've been to Brittany myself, did not realize at the time that there was a whole other language that was spoken there called Breton. About 100,000 people currently speak this language. Occitan, this is spoken in the south of France near the Spanish border and in some parts of Monaco. 1.5 million people speak this language. So actually not endangered at all, or at least it doesn't seem to be by that number. Although I did read that what makes a language endangered is not simply the number of people who speak it, but the age of the people who speak it and if the language is actively being taught to the young people. Catalan, of course, not an endangered language whatsoever. 10 million people speak that language in the region of Catalonia, and it is the main language of the region. So that language is in no danger of disappearing, but it is obscure when you compare it to Spanish and French. Basque, of course, which is spoken in the Pyrenees in both Spain and France, about 750,000 people speak that language. And a language I had never heard of, Leonese, spoken in Leon, Spain, not to be confused with Lyon, France, only about 20 to 50,000 people speak that language. Over the channel, we've got Cornish as well, which is a Celtic language spoken in Cornwall. This is fascinating because the language actually went extinct and then it was revived. And now today, 3,000 people speak this language again, which is kind of exciting to think that maybe it's possible in some cases to revive a language. Now, there's some languages out there that are just, that have incredibly bizarre attributes to them. So I thought I would mention them as well. The language of, again, I don't know how to pronounce this, Piraya. It looks sort of like Pirana, but with an H uh, and no N. So Piraya, uh, this is spoken in the Amazon rainforest. There are only about 400 people who speak this language. And it only has seven consonants and three vowels. So it's one of the simplest languages on the planet. And it's also only spoken in the present tense. And there are no numbers in this language and no colors either. You would say it's the color of grass instead of it's green. The language of Silbo, which is spoken only on Gomero Island in Spain, not only does it has, have no verbs and no nouns, but the entire language is spoken by whistling. Apparently it's very mountainous, and that's the kind of sound that can travel long distances over the mountains. Another language that I don't know how to pronounce, Archi, Archi, A-R-C-H-I, is spoken in southern Russia. Only about 1,200 people speak this language, and the interesting fact about it is that one verb can be conjugated up to 1.5 million ways. So you thought that Russian was hard. You thought that, that Italian was hard. Think about being able to conjugate a single verb 1.5 million ways. I don't know how they ever learned that. A language called Michif. This language is spoken in parts of Canada and North Dakota, and it's spoken by the Metis people. And I didn't recognize this name, Metis, 
I thought, is this a, an indigenous tribe I've never heard of? Actually, the Metis people are the descendants of European fur traders, and they speak a mixture of Cree and French. The nouns are in French, and the verbs are in Cree. So I thought that was fascinating. Another unusual language is the language of Pawnee, which uh, is spoken by the Pawnee tribe. This tribe is native to the Nebraska state in the United States. In this language, it's considered to be a simple language from what I read, but nevertheless, some of the words have up to 30 syllables in them, and many of the words have over 10 syllables. And a language called Ta is spoken in parts of Botswana and Namibia. It has 164 consonants in it. It's a click language. I mean, that's not probably the official term, but it's the language that is used making clicking sounds. There are at least 111 different types of click sounds. I can't imagine how difficult that must be to speak and how tiring it must be on your mouth if you're not used to it. Another language that is not considered endangered but is vulnerable is Hawaiian. Only 24,000 people speak Hawaiian, but as I mentioned before, because the young people are taught it in school all the way up to high school, it is not considered endangered. Speaking of Hawaiian, you can learn Hawaiian on Duolingo. I did a little look on Duolingo to see if there were any obscure languages on there. While there's not a lot, I don't think there's any languages on Duolingo that you could truly consider obscure. There are some that are not your typical Spanish, French, German. Uh, so you can learn Irish on Duolingo, which is another language that has really been revived in the past several decades by the younger generation. I don't know that it was ever in danger, but it was certainly not widely spoken, but it has really had a comeback. Also Scottish Gaelic, I imagine the same sort of situation, and Welsh, all three of these languages are available on Duolingo. Swahili, again, not particularly obscure, but not the kind of language that you might find in your everyday language course. Navajo and Latin, which is, I mean, technically a dead language. Of course, because we have so many things that are written in Latin and so much literature, it is probably a language that, on the contrary, will never die, simply because we have so much scholarship of it. And that is a language that I am personally learning on Duolingo. Aurelio and I are practicing our Latin every so often. So gracias, Ago, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you're interested in learning an obscure language, check out our show notes. I will put some links to some articles where you can find out information on how and where to learn these, some of these languages. Thanks for listening. Join us again. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And if you love it, leave us a good review and tell all of your friends about us. Also, if you have an idea for a bittersweet moment, send it to us by email or voice memo. We're at bittersweetlife at mail.com or find us using the contact page at thebittersweetlife.net. Thanks to Clyde Hill Publishing for supporting this program. Find inspiring and thought-provoking nonfiction with a focus on founders, innovators, thinkers, and tinkerers at ClydeHillPublishing.com or Clyde Hill Pub on Twitter.